A Dangerous Game by Suki the Wolf Chapter 27 Hungover Suku woke up suddenly and feeling groggy. The darkness in front of his eyes seemed to swirl, which only set him on edge. He froze and didn't move at all until he could register where exactly he was at. He couldn't see anything in the murky darkness, so he had to rely on his other senses. The room smelled of wood and the thick, cooling scent of the bar, which did much to relax Deku a little bit. He was still at the bar then, most likely in the back room considering he could tell he was laying on a bed. However, he could hear breathing in the room other than his own. He had to strain his ears a bit, but he definitely recognized three distinct breathing patterns other than his own. There was a warm weight beside him and he slung over his waist. Okay, but he was still at the bar and must have fallen asleep on was probably the spare bed. Someone was laying next to him, and they were too small to be the older men. Had to be Himigo. He didn't bother to look. The others must be Dobby and Shigaragi. He doubted that Kirigiri would be anywhere near them if he could help it, and it wouldn't be the first time the four of them had passed out together. Deckwood inhaled silently and released the air in a soft rush as his heart calmed a bit. He couldn't sense anybody else in the room with him. That didn't explain what had happened to him. His head was swimming, making him feel like his body was swaying a tiny bit back and forth with each beat of his heart. The edge of a headache gloomed, but didn't quite manage to start forming in his head. He really had to pee. He sat up slowly and removed Himiko's arm from his waist. He also tossed the blanket further over her when she whined and rolled away from him. It was definitely her. How did he end up in bed with her? Oh god. Oh god. Please no. Deku touched his chest and sighed. He still had a shirt on. He didn't feel like his shirt, though. It was too silky. What was he wearing? You couldn't see. Also, was he missing his pants? His legs were definitely bare. He shifted. Nope, that wasn't his underwear. God help him. Okay, first things first, bathroom. Deku climbed out of the bed and moved on memory to make his way to the door. It was about two steps in, and when he had stopped focusing on the way, it felt like his brain was sloshing just a little bit in his skull. He could feel the brush of fabric against his thighs, uncomfortably high on his thighs. He felt around his legs and tugged on the hem before understanding with dread that he was wearing a skirt. Worst, it was probably Himiko's skirt. When the hell did he put that on? Okay, so now he knew he wasn't wearing his own clothes. Waking up is appearing to have been his worst idea at the moment. He walked with shame to the bathroom and had to cover his face when he saw the outfit he was wearing and the underwear he had on. He had no idea how he ended up in girls' clothing, but the underwear was the last straw. This kind of shame only came from one thing. He had no idea when he had any kind of alcohol, but it was the only thing he could think of. That, and he must still be a little drunk, considering he hadn't planned on drinking, other than using it to upset the strict Kirigiri. Someone must have spiked something he drank last night. It was too bad he didn't have any memory of it. He recalled receiving his mission from Shigaraki and then promptly deciding that there wasn't much that he could do at that moment. Shigaraki wanted all of them to recruit villains, a set of people they considered worthy of working together with as an elite group. You mean instead of the trash you sent at the USJ? Deku asked. This will be a smaller force, Shigaraki confirmed. Why not just call on your master's forces? Dobby asked with a wave of his hand. He has plenty of connections. Sensei wants to have a group of my own. Those loyal to me. Does that include us? Himigo asked with a grin. Are we loyal to you, Tomura? I really don't have much of a choice, Deku muttered. No, you don't. Shigaraki grabbed Deku's chin between two fingers and tugged him sharply to look him in the eye. The grin on his face was a little twisted as he said, You're all mine, Deku. You're my most loyal friend. 
Deku said nothing. There really wasn't much that Deku could do about the villains, though. He didn't have any connections or knowledge of actually strong villains. He hadn't focused on heroes the past couple of years, so he only knew of the villains that were captured. And if they had been defeated so easily by the heroes, then they weren't worth the time to recruit them. Dobby and Himiko would have to do most of the heavy lifting. I realize this, Shigaraki agreed when Deku pointed out he didn't know any villains. It wasn't like he had the time to go hunting through the dark people either. I don't need you for that part. You're going to be our judge of character. They'll not even be able to see me until you give the okay, Deku. Anyone you deem unworthy isn't worth my time. Deku had to admit, the trust in him burned hot with pride in his chest. Did he manage to hash out some kind of plan with Himiku and Dobby last night? He couldn't remember at all. He only knew that after the meeting, somehow, the five of them had agreed to go to dinner. He had gone to some kind of seedy restaurant, which is where Deku's memory started to get a little shoddy. His drink must have been spiked there. He only had hazy memories of going with Shigaraki, Himiko, and Dobby to an arcade as well. From there, his memory ended. Somehow, the night had ended with him drunk enough to black out, dressed in women's clothing, and back at the bar. Thank God he lied to his mother about spending the night with Kanchan. Deku made his way back to the spare room with no idea of what time it could possibly be. The bar's windows were boarded up and all the lights were off. At what point did Kirigiri abandon them that he hadn't been there to stop things from progressing to this point? He couldn't stay where the others in. Deku fell around the bed first and procured his phone. To his relief, it still had battery in it. He checked to find it that it had still pretty early in the morning. It was before his alarm would normally go off. Wait, oh, shit! Deku hissed himself as he did some mental calculations. He needed to somehow make it back to his house before Kachan showed up to walk with him to school. Even though he felt like crap, he was glad he had woken up. At least he had a fighting chance of making it home before then. He turned on the light of his phone and looked around for his clothing. His spare uniform should be in his backpack if he could figure out where he had left it. He flashed a light over the bed to first see Himigo dressed in his old clothes from last night. The main difference was the tie was actually tied correctly. Screw her. He really hoped that the underwear he was wearing wasn't hers, but the odds weren't looking good. She was cuddled up to some weird vampire-looking stuffed bear with bleeding fangs. Deku was struck with the faintest memories of Shigaraki destroying a UFO catching machine and stealing the doll for the girl. He had a feeling that wasn't a dream. Deku moved to a different part of the room, still wobbling a little bit. He wasn't sure he liked how vulnerable alcohol made him. He hoped that he sobered up properly before he met up with Kachan. He still needed to make some plans with Himiko and Dobby about their mission. The hell did he end up like this? He found Shigaraki collapsed half on and half off the couch. His lower half was fully on the couch with one of his long legs strung up over the top of the couch. He had mannequin arms duct taped to them. Zeku had to admit which hilarious. He was about to take a picture before he noticed Shigaraki's face. He was wearing his father's hand, but it looked absolutely disgusting. Upon closer inspection, he could smell the lotion he had bought for Shigaraki coating in hand. He gave himself a mental pat on the back for remembering to do that even while drunk. Someone had added a ridiculous-looking face to the back of his hand as well. He was glad that he wouldn't be around to see the results of that discovery. Still no backpack, but excellent blackmail material. Deku took a picture and held his breath to see if the flash would wake anyone. It didn't. Speaking of which, he needed to check his phone's pictures to see if there were any pictures from last night. If so, he either needed to delete them or store them where they couldn't be found. Some pictures were worth getting caught over. He kept his search and came across his bag with Dobby. The man was using it as a pillow, where he was dressed in Hawaiian wear. Deku had to squint against the assault of colors on his eyes. The hell? Did they all rob a clothing store or something? Dobby never wore stuff that bright, and frankly, he was insulted to even see it. He 
took another picture before pressing the foot to Dobby's side and shaking him. Hey. Dougie pressed down and shook him harder. Let go of my backpack. I need that. Dobby blinked blurry eyes open and frowned. It took him a couple of moments to gain his bearings before his eyes dropped from Deku's face to his skirt. Deku realized too late that he could see right up the skirt and quickly brought his foot back down to hide everything. Dobby only snorted and smirked at him. Didn't take you for a cross-dresser, Deku. Nice strawberry panties. Didn't take you for a pedophile either. Here we are. Deku snarked back and then aimed a sharp kick into the vulnerable man's stomach. Dobby let out a sharp curse and hurled in on himself, allowing Deku to pull his backpack out from under Dobby's head. What the hell, Deku? Fucking dick. That was for fucking spiking my drinks, you dick. I had school and you were forcing minors to drink. You weren't complaining at the time. Dobby grumbled and sat himself up on one arm. He sounded a lot more sober than Deku felt. You're still tipsy, asshole. Lucky bastard. Where are the others? Still asleep. So will your voice. Deku stripped off his shirt. Dobby snorted at the matching bra Deku was wearing. <laughs> Deku quickly pulled that off. With some struggle, how did girls work these things? Before Dobby could take his own pictures, he pulled out his undershirt as Dobby snatched his cell phone from him to shine the light around the room. He began sticking to himself as he saw Shigaraki. Please tell me you got a picture of this. <sighs> Feel free to text it to yourself. Deku responded as he finished pulling on the top half of his uniform. He pulled off the skirt and panties with great disgust and pulled on a pair of boxers blind while Dobby was turned away. He didn't care if he had them on backwards. He noticed the light pointed at the floor as Dobby texted himself. Do you remember anything from last night? Deku asked as he pulled on his pants. I blacked out thanks to you. Yeah, I still remember because I'm not a lightweight like you three. Fuck off. Where was Kirigiri? Gave up after we left the restaurant and heard we were going to the arcade. Figured we would be fine. Kirigiri had made a terrible decision. He'd be pissed when he saw this. It also meant the man wasn't anywhere in the bar. Shit, Deku was going to have to travel by foot and train back to his apartment. He would barely have time. You'll need to catch me up later. Deku stumbled and fell but caught himself on the arm of the couch. He really didn't like feeling tipsy. Felt weak and exposed. He had to hurry. That, and we need to actually discuss our mission. That seemed to sober Dobby up a little bit. Yeah, we do. Meet tonight? I can't do much on school nights. Deku yanked on his backpack and searched for his phone. He turned off the light, pointing them into darkness. He left his borrowed, stolen clothing on the floor. If we're gonna do anything, it needs to be on the weekend. I don't have a reasonable excuse for being out on a night on school nights. Oh, that's right. You're telling me you were in that hero school. You His voice was laced with contempt. Deku opened the door to head back into the bathroom. Dobby followed him and leaned against the doorframe as Deku attempted to fix his mess of hair. He wished that he had a toothbrush as well, but he had forgotten it. How did that happen? You wouldn't go into details last night since we were out in public. It was my plan. Deku twisted a curl back from his head and straightened bits and pieces of the hair. He fell back again over his scar. He shook his head a bit. Spying for the enemy. Fun. Dobby drawled. You need to catch me up as well. Where have you been anyway? Dickie asked before dipping his hands under running water to finally rinse the dryness out of his mouth. He would grab a bottle of water from the bar before he left, too. He slipped forward and almost slammed his head against the mirror while leaning down and cursed in irritation as he straightened himself. 
I've been playing the UA Invasion since I've been returned from Master's training, after all. It's the only reason I got out of there. I'm not kept on the leash like you three are to your master. Dobby reminded him. I was around. Digger rolled his eyes and then frowned. He looked Dobby in the eyes and asked, Why do you bother coming back then, if you have the option? Dobby tucked his hands into his stupid board shorts pockets. His eyes were shrewd as he said, Because I want to. It wasn't an answer and both of them knew it. Dobby of the four friends he had with these villains was definitely the most conniving. Deku had great respect for his ability to form and implement plans. If Master had managed to get a hold of him, Deku was sure that Dobby would be the one who was Shigaraki's second in command, not him. Deku also envied his ability to come and go as he pleased. He may be part of the villain alliance, but he wasn't under Master's control. It was a position to covet. Deku could tell that Dobby was watching him closely. Now wouldn't be the time to ask the question he really wanted to ask them. So instead he pushed past them to go grab the water bottle. Have fun dealing with the hangovers of the other two. And here, Geary. Dobby frowned at the door to the back room. I'm gonna be out of here before Kurigiri shows up. He looked to Deku. We'll plan later, then? Yeah. I still know your number. I'll call you sometime soon. Deku twisted open the water bottle and double-checked the time. He needed to leave immediately. He headed for the door and chugged some of the water. You and Himiko know about the villains around better than me. Start thinking and we'll go hunting together. Himiko seemed pretty sad on this stain guy. Yeah, Deku had been considering him as well. He supposed that it was about time he met the villain. If he had been good enough to even get Himiko to change whatever her opinion had been about heroes, then he was definitely worth looking into. Deku was curious to talk to him anyway. He's on the list, and she's already on an expert at finding him. She's a stalker, you mean? Dobby responded blandly. Don't point out the obvious. Deku snarked before he shut the door to exit the building. He had to turn his attention to school. Izuku managed to arrive home in time for the sun to be rising. Kachan would be showing up soon. Izuku could only thank whatever kind of being there was above that for once things were going his way. Although he did end up vomiting into the bushes after running while the world was spinning. The vomit was an oddly bright color that told some kind of story of what he had ingested last night. Considering he had a bit of time to spare, and because now not only did his mouth taste disgusting, but also smelled disgusting, Izuku went to the closest convenience store and purchased the white breakfast. He felt significantly better after eating and drinking another bottle of water as he watched the no morning news on the television in the corner. There was a report of a store that had caught fire the night before, as well as questions about disappearing glass at an arcade machine a few towns over. Deku couldn't help his amusement. He wondered if it was him or Dobby that had burned down the closed door as he made his way back to his apartment. Kachan was standing there waiting for him. The look on his face was priceless. He seemed almost offended. You look like shit. Again. I mean, that's just my default look. Izuku suggested as he rubbed his eyes and finished off his water. He stuffed the bottle into his backpack. You doing that late night training bullshit again? Kachan demanded as they began their walk towards the school. No. He was actually telling the truth this time. Kachan still eyed him with irritation as if he was lying. You're going to get your ass beat in training if you keep coming to school like you're drunk on exhaustion. He warned. Izuku doubted that. Even at 20%, he was still better than 90% of his class. He knew this for a fact. He had enough time to judge everyone's abilities. I'll be more careful. He tried to promise, but knew it was a rather hopeless cause. Especially since he would be spending the weekend with the villains. He would have to find a way to convince his mother to let him spend the night with one of the hero friends she had yet to meet.
It had been risky claiming he had stayed at Kachan's last night. Sook was holding out for now, but he knew it was a matter of time before that ran out. He had never been a lucky person. They both fell silent as Zuko allowed Kachan to naturally pull ahead and walk in front of him. It seemed that Kachan had reached the limit of his vocal worry for Izuku, and now Izuku was starting to attentively recognize it as worry. Was Kachan really his friend? So there was nothing left to say between them. If Kachan really was trying to be his friend, though, he wasn't very good at it. Izuku was hesitant, but he wasn't fully against the idea of being friends with Kachan again. He could still remember days of buying hero cards and exploring in the woods when they were younger. He wondered if maybe there would come a day he would go shopping at a mall or go to an arcade with Kajan like he'd done with Shigaraki and the others just last night. Well, except without all the damage. So Izuku glanced at Kachan and ducked his head a little bit, call it what little liquid courage he had left in his system, but he wanted to try. So he asked quietly, So, what was that movie poster you had on your wall? Kachan eyed him from the corner of his eye, glancing back at Izuku as Izuku trailed after him. The boy then spun around and planted his feet in her annoyance. If you're gonna talk to me, then you better fucking come over here where I can hear you mumbling, Deku! Izuku blinked, but then did move to stand beside Kajan. The boy clicked his tongue and started off again. This time, Izuku kept pace with his thug walk. Kajan had stuffed his hands in his pockets again. Now what did you say? Kajan snapped when Izuku didn't repeat himself immediately. Izuku would have a squeak at the snap, but Kajan swatted at him with a bark of, Stop your fake shit! Izuku would have to think on it later, but maybe he had exposed too much of the gaps between his facades to Kachan if he could notice even that had been forced. For now, he hit him in the back of the soldier and glared. I asked what the movie on your wall was about. I haven't seen it. He dropped his irritation and asked with honest curiosity. Is it good? Of course it's fucking good. I wouldn't have the poster if it wasn't. So what happens in it? The rest of their walk to school was spent with the two of them discussing movies. It was honestly the most normal conversation he'd had with Kacha in years. This has been a live recording of a dangerous game by the ADG Discord group.